0: Kia ora New Zealand, yes welcome into Trot Trotstalk, bit of a reshuffle today, uh, not in our normal spot but why would we be off the back of that outstanding performance by the All Blacks getting up over the Irish, we had to continue the chat about uh, rugby and uh, what a great chat it has uh, been but we have to talk harness racing and Uh, off the back of an outstanding night at Addington Raceway on uh, Friday night. Group 1 success again for the team of Mark and Nathan Purden with Don't Stop Dreaming. We'll get to that very shortly. One of four winners they had on the night, but it wasn't just about them because the Northerners came to play and they got underway really early by taking out the first of the New Zealand Bloodstock Harness Millions races with Paramount Kiwi, continued that run, and we'll catch up with uh, the co-trainer of Cold Chisel and Scott Phelan as part of our show today. Cold Chisel taking out the boys event and then Coastal Babe taking out the Phillies event for uh, Stephen Reed and Matty White. What have we got on the show for you today? We'll talk to Nathan Purden, to Scott Phelan. We'll catch up into Dominion Wise with champion trainer, now based in Queensland, where the Interdoms are, Tim Butt. Uh, and then we'll have a, a special preview of the Lake Quarry there today at Oamaru, because, yes, they're underway there. Maddie Williamson and Blair Orange are both going to join us before we wrap things up with Matthew Peden. But let's go back to uh, Friday night and the Group 1, Air Park Canterbury, Flying Stakes.
1: Third quarter, 28.6, it's Coney Island, Lou, Wagstar, sooner the better going for inside runs, Jollymont sees daylight, Don't Stop Dreaming runs on, Coney Island, Lou, Wagstar, sooner the better the far side, then came Merlin and Don't Stop Dreaming, Coney Island, Lou, Don't Stop Dreaming, Jollymont, Merlin dives through, it's Don't Stop Dreaming, Don't Stop Dreaming won it, beat home Jollymont and Merlin, what a horse race.
0: Yeah, so last season's champion two-year-old and now the three-year-old version who is favourite for the New Zealand Derby to be run in December, co-trained by Nathan Purden who's kindly joined us on the Sunday afternoon. Afternoon to you, Nate. Good afternoon, Greg. Yeah, pretty opportune time. We'll get to Don't Stop Dreaming in a moment because you've just won at Awamaru with Mon Longcombe. you won with uh, We Walk By Faith as well, so... A six bag haul of wins for you guys uh, for the weekend. That's got to make you pretty satisfied.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's uh, Friday is obviously the the pinnacle of the of the whole thing. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the, the night you want to roll up with uh, with the best horses and in the in the best conditions. So uh, yeah, we're fortunate enough to have the the right horses and, and get the the right luck on the night. And um, you know, this uh, today sort of kept it off
0: nathan what a horse race the Air Park canterbury three-year-old flying stakes is at group one level uh you had the second row draw to contend with with don't stop dreaming talking to your dad he had a few hairy moments out there as well but this little horse he just tries so hard and he grabbed another group one on friday his ceiling's pretty high isn't it
2: yeah that's right greg he's um He's just a, he's a wonderful little horse. There's not much of him, but uh, he's got a huge heart. And you know, the whole field is, um, you know, they're all all top horses, and you know they can go on and do and do pretty good things. So to take a field like that and, and do it the way he did is, um, you know, it's so meaningful.
0: And it was only second up uh, this campaign. The question now will be for you, and this is a bit of a dilemma for. Most with three year olds looking forward to going to the derby because of his high rating of ninety one what do you do with it have you uh, with him Have you had a discussion with your dad because of course last year a horse like Republican party had to go around in the junior free for all and of course a cooter had to go round in the cup as they built towards the derby so that's there's not many options for you Nathan is there
2: no there's not no it's um it's a real problem sort of moving forward and, and something that you probably need to work on with with having age group racing more often because um you know it's just you, you want to hold these horses at peak fitness and um yeah you know, at the moment it makes it very difficult um, you don't really want to tackle the open class horses at all with with a horse like him just yet um hence why he's not going towards the new Zealand Cup campaign he's sort of heading towards the derby, so um it will be. Just something we've got to map out over time, but probably just use trial fitness and, and to try to keep him to the mark where he needs to be heading towards the Derby.
0: So you don't think he'll go in the junior free for all as basically that's his only option.
2: I, I don't think so. I'd, I'd probably rather not. um Yeah, you know, there's just still plenty of talent around, and, and he doesn't really need that type of racing. Um, yeah, he's now that he's had a couple of runs in his bout, he'll hold fitness pretty good, but um, you know that, that's probably the last option anyway.
0: All right, let's go to the two-year-old boys. Thought both of them were very good. Chaser Dream and Visum, second and fourth respectively, behind a cold chisel. You must have been delighted with them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I thought Visum's run had a lot of merit. He was probably he done the most work of the race, and, and you know, he's still figuring not far from the finish. So, um, you know, he he's he's still you know he's a top horse and um uh, yeah you know, if he has any luck he's he's certainly a you know capable of, of running with the best of them and yeah you know, chaser dream he's he's another nice horse he's he got caught the right trip and, and he found the line um quite while on the track running pretty good fractions. so um uh, yeah they're two nice horses moving forward anyway
0: all right you've got to win with carrera repeater as well just on chase a dream your dad's copped a decent suspension, a suspension that will take him through to the New Zealand Cup Carnival. So you've got some thinking to do around drivers for some of these horses.
2: Yeah, he certainly hasn't made it easy there. <laughs> <But> <laughs> You're uh, not thinking about getting the colours back out yourself? <laughs> 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 I have to drop two kilos, sorry, Greg, but no, it's um, well, there's plenty of top drivers out there and it's uh, just a matter of trying to get onto them early enough that we can secure them for for some of the better races, But, um, you know, he's really trying to spin her in the works anyway.
0: On to the big boys. Akuta couldn't have done any more. Yes, it was a sprint home. Uh, sectionally, he was outstanding sitting park, but it's just the way he went about his business, as he did uh, first up in the Canterbury Classic. He's right on track, isn't he, for the IRT New Zealand Cup?
2: Yes, he is, Greg. He's he's a top horse. and uh, yeah, he, he was good last year. Uh, he's taken the next step this this season and this preparation. So, um, you yeah, know, he's, he's not a horse that's with anyone else, that's for sure.
0: Spoke to Blair Orange about self-assured, though, and uh, he was absolutely delighted with the way he went. So, again, he, he's going the right way, and he'll get another shot at a New Zealand Cup. I think it'll be his fourth.
2: Yeah, he's he's just been an honest horse. He's right the way through. He's in the top races I think, from an uh, from early three-year-old right through, now so uh, you know he's he's been a great horse and um you know structurally he's, he's well put together and he, and he hasn't really had any soundness issues touchwood so uh, uh he's um he's well on his on his on the right way to to meet that new zealand cup again and, and run a good race
0: where do they go these big boys a cooter, self-assured do we see them at ashburton either of them does a Akuta go on the same path as last year and head to Kaikoura? Has that been nailed down yet?
2: Well, the, the, they both need the racing at the moment. They're probably, um, as far as fitness goes in, in the preparation, I would say they're probably only 90% at the moment, the pair of them. So um, it's not going to hurt them by going to Ashburton, and, and that race will probably top them off to where they need to be and then from there it's just a matter of placement and, and keeping them happy and ticking them over for the big day on that second Tuesday of November.
0: Of course you have got the other option Nathan where Kaikoura is this year because of the the late nature of the Melbourne Cup meaning the New Zealand Trotting Cup's not run until the 14th of the race meeting on the 3rd at Addington as well so um, yeah there's, there's a few options there a few more than you normally have.
2: Yeah that's right yeah it's a just a, um, a matter of, of taking them over now. They're, they're sort of where they need to be. I think this um the race at Ashburton will will take them to where they need to be as as far as their fitness goes and um you know, from there we just sort of pick and choose and, and let them tell us um, you know, how they come for each one and and what's the right path to take.
0: Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Nathan, congratulations on a very good week for you and your dad, and we'll be in touch, I'm sure, as the next four weeks unfolds towards the IRT New Zealand Cup. Thanks.
2: No I was all great. Thank you.
0: There is Nathan Purden, trains with his dad. That was two wins today, so they're up to 59 for the season. Of course... That closely related to one of the co-trainers of uh, one of our other feature winners at Addington on Friday night. It was the New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread Harness Million for the Boys. This is how it unfolded.
1: Le Major the leader, third quarter 28.7 a length to Vesson, three wide is Chaser Dream getting into it, Cold Chisel now goes to the lane from Renegade, Le Major lifting, Cold Chisel far side, Chaser Dream keeps coming from Vesson, it's Le Major, Cold Chisel dives the lane, Chaser Dream at the pier, Cold Chisel hit the front from Chaser Dream, it's Cold Chisel for the Harness Million final, Cold Chisel a half the length to Chaser Dream in third in Le Major.
0: He had the barrier draw to operate from cold chisel, but this was some training performance, just his second run since March his first up run at Cambridge uh, well it was it was fine behind Le Major, but co-trainer Scott Phelan joins us uh, on the line and this was a pretty satisfying win Dean Shannon's a massive part of your operation, uh, Scott as I say afternoon to you and for him to get another win uh, with this horse and in this race when it's worth so much money, $200,000 Yeah, that'll put a smile on your doll.
3: Yeah, hi, Greg. How are you, mate? Yeah, look, it was very satisfying, um, not only for us, but, you know, for Dean. You know, he's a big supporter of not only us, but the industry. So, um, yeah, it was very pleasing, that's for sure.
0: What did you make of his first up run and where were your confidence levels going into this $200,000 final? I guess they, they rose pretty highly when, well, two of your runners, uh, of course, always be a league cold chisel, effectively drew one and two. It certainly helps you when you're taking on a field of this quality.
3: Oh, exactly. Like uh, <clears throat> Drawers can play a, a pretty reasonable part, but um, a bit of luck in the running helps, helps a, long, a long way as well. So um, look, first up, he, he had a bit of a tougher run than we would have liked, um, but how hey, there were the circumstances that were thrown out. So, um, well, he was a little bit tired after the run, so you know we chose to give him a few easy days and and just run with the trial and, and come into here um, on the back of that. Just one trial, he's you know we can get a little bit of work and some at home. So, um, you know we felt we'd done enough with him, and um, you know he won't be far away on the day.
0: Yep, well he was uh, he was too strong, he was a $100,000 purchase, uh, and speaking to Barry the other night he said, Dean really liked him, and he wanted him, got Barry and you to go and have a look at him, and everyone ticked the box, out of she's a ball, so beautifully bred by always be Mickey, uh, he doesn't look like he has to improve much to be winning again at this level, albeit um, he, he'll need to keep lifting, because a couple of those horses off the second row went terrific, didn't they?
3: Oh, 100% they did, the you Um, and, you know, as we say, like, it is a pretty even bunch of two-year-olds, and I think draws will definitely play a major part in these big races. So um, we've got a bit of luck that, this time in, and um, long may it continue.
0: Scotty, you had a couple of fillies in the fillies section for 150000 Great run, ultimate racy girl, speaking of coming off the second row. Coastal Babe got the front, but... Gee, she charged to the line ultimate racy girl, first of the ultimate machetes, and she looks like an Oaks filly all over once she gets another year on her.
3: Yeah, no, exactly. She's um, She tries her heart out, um, she's got plenty of ability, so um, it's, a, it's a good combination anyway, especially for the fillies, so um, as you say, she, I think she'll get better and better, and especially as, as we step over a bit more distance, so... Um, you know, it'd be nice to get a win with her cause she's still a maiden, so <laughs> um, if we get one of the big race, I'll be wrapped.
0: Yeah, she's, she'd be just about one of the best maidens going around in the country, and, and you're right, she can absolutely win one of these big ones, of course, the final on uh, show day. You also will have Kiss in the air. She finished fourth. How happy with her were you?
3: Yeah, look, she, no, Zach, Zach gave her a great run as, sort of, as usual, and um, yeah, look, I thought she might have run on a little bit better, so, um, you know, there's probably a little bit more improvement left in us. So, um, you know, and in saying that, she probably needs to improve a little bit to um, try to get Coastal Babe, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, look, I thought she might have gone a little bit better, but, um, you know, that's the way it was on the day, and Coastal Babe was just too good.
0: Scotty, how important has the flight down from Auckland to Christchurch been looking at the results, not only of your stable, but the other Northerners who were on that flight? It's played a big part, hasn't it?
3: Oh, unbelievable part of it. Um, to get here, you know, unscathed and uh, you know, not leg weary at all. It's has been massive, and um, yeah, big thanks to IRT and Richard Cole for getting that flight up and up and going this early, you know. So um, yeah, no, I couldn't thank them enough.
0: All right, we'll let you go on this Sunday, mate. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, it's great to have the Barry Purden, Scott Fearland team down here for an extended period. We're looking forward to many of these clashes coming up and, and wish you well as uh, things roll out over the next four to five weeks.
3: Yeah, no worries. We're looking forward to it. Thanks, Greg.
0: Good on you, Scott. That's Scott uh, Fearland, and I can tell you, speaking to Barry Purden, After a couple of those races on Friday night, he was at pains to tell me the job that Scott's done with these horses, the pressure that he's taken off him. Um, He's just delighted to have him in the partnership uh, alongside. So uh, yeah, good on them for getting good results on Friday night and expect to see those famous colours of Barry Purden, the silver grey with the Blue spots continue to shine at our feature race meetings. Right, there's a couple of the highlights from Friday night at Addington Raceway. Short break for us on the other side. You're with Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about this terrific sport. And when we come back, we'll talk to one of our greatest ever trainers, Timothy Butt. Welcome back into Trot's Talk, counting down to a start, race number six out of Oamaru. Don't forget we'll be having a preview for the late Quaddy. We have that advantage today of being late because of the rugby and we'll talk to Blair Orange and Matthew Williamson, try and get an insight from them as to what they think might unfold and I think they can drive... A leg of that each themselves, but it is inter-dominion time in December, starting the 1st through to the 16th. It'll be at Albion Park, and it'll be the last series held there. Kiwis have had great success in it in the past, including 2001, where New Zealanders won both the trotting and pacing series, including this effort by Take A Moment.
4: Take A Moment inside, and Mountain Gold is laying down the Lord, is ahead in it, and it's take a moment in front, travelling up to third position, with national interest, last said, can't go on, then Jerawarra they come to the corner, a race in two take a moment, I think he's travelling better than Mountain Gold, Mack asked him to go on the outside, and then national interest it's take a moment in front, Mountain Gold is striving with every muscle, but take a moment he's too good, he's the Trotters champion, take a moment,
0: big Mountain Gold, third special for Home, so an all-Kiwi Quinella there. Brilliant performance from uh, Take A Moment. Uh, of course, the Labbrokes Dominion is back in Brisbane. Uh, go to id23.com.au. Timothy Butt joins us on the line. The trainer, of course, of uh, Take A Moment. Morning as it is still to you. Timothy, off the back of an all-black victory that, being the rugby head that you are, would have been quite enjoyable this morning. Yeah, it was a really start for a Sunday
4: morning, Greg, but it was a fantastic game, wasn't it? And um, great to see the APs, see what they did, and um, you know, hopefully they get through to the final now and anything
0: can happen. Pretty good spot to be in Queensland at any time, but being in Australia when their national team isn't performing and ours is, yeah, that'll give you a, a bit of heckling for some of the people when, you, when you're on track next time?
4: Well, I'm not sure if they know what rugby is
0: uh, for you or we are, <laughs> but... Uh,
4: it's, it's pretty um, rugby league orientated, which is something I enjoy as well, you know. But um, as I said, um, it's great to see them going so well, and we we're, you know, loyal, loyal fans and, um, you know, always support the Kiwis no matter what we do.
0: Wasn't that good listening to this mighty fine trotter, dual into Dominion winner? He ended up being uh, Take a Moment. Uh, he went to that series, uh, Tim, relatively untried. I think he'd only had. About eleven or twelve starts, and going into that first heat, I think he only finished fifth or sixth. So to even qualify for the final, we had to win the second heat. He did that, of course, and once he uh, once he got into the final, he started to show us some of the qualities you guys knew he already had.
4: Yeah, for sure, Greg. You know, we sort of purchased him with with that end dominion in mind because we, you know, we had Lyle Creek at the, obviously at the time, and he was he was going overseas, but. um now, as typical of the series, which can what can happen? That he handicapped a side of 20 meters. You know, which was which was I was very disappointed in at the time because he hadn't even won a Group One race or or even um, looked like it. So uh, I think he'd won eight races before we um, started in the series and had 14 starts. So um, put him off. They sort of handicapped him on ability rather than um, what he'd achieved.
0: Well, what he did achieve, he beat Mountain Gold, trained by a great friend of yours and Barry Purden, and, and, and beat him on his merits uh, that night. And, of course, we know what he went on to achieve after that. Do you think, take a moment, got the credit he probably deserved because he lived in the shadow of Lyle?
4: Yeah, well, we actually, um, we domiciled uh, our horses together with Barry. So he was on one side of the stables with his team, Mountain Gold and Homestead, et cetera, and we're on the other side with with the likes of the Take A Moment. So we had a, we had a tremendous carnival There was always that edge amongst both of us to, um, you know, between these horses. So, um, no, I, prob- I probably think you're right with Take A Moment. I think in 24 races at group or listed level, and to win the end of Dominion at your 17th spot is, um, you know, Aussie soil is, is a pretty um, remarkable achievement.
0: Tim, you also had Pocket Me in that series, and, of course... Uh Tony Shaw uh, got the business done uh, with Yule Star. You were placed in third with him. What does the Inter Dominion still mean? Uh, we're talking twenty years ago now. Uh, when you go to Albion Park, there's Yule Star Street, of course, and uh, Lorraine Nolan uh, trained uh, Yule Star and and Shawsey. With what happened to him on the racetrack, um, you know, some ten years later with his injury, etc., and curtailed his career. Um, there's always a great story around Inter Dominions, isn't there?
4: Yeah, well, the Inter-Dominions unfolds as a go, whether it's leading up to the nominations or the field or, like, taking a, take a moment. There was controversy about him being off 20 metres and, and then the, the series unfolds with drama. Some horses gallop, they miss the finals, or horses aren't right, or travelling to Australia and taking on the best trainers and the best um, best horses is, is a challenge. And um, I think my memories of, of, of the Inter-Dominions I've been to all around Australia are the other people you meet, you know, like the, the Lorraine Nolans and... Um, you know, Tony Shaw, you know, to have those those nights with those guys, they're, they're, the, they're the dream events that they um, that they strive for when they're young drivers or young trainers. So, um, you know, I think, you know, looking back, Perth and um, Tasmania, South Australia, you know, and, and the main centres, you, you meet so many great people that, um, you know, might have won into minion Horse and um, I know Richard Brosnan ran into the to the guy that had no response only you know, two or three years ago in Newcastle. So to, 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 those, to have those friendships is amazing.
0: All right. The Trotters series this year headed up uh, by the defending champion Just Believe, who we know has been around the world. You know how difficult that is because you did it yourself with, uh, with Lyle. Majestic trio who won at Group 1 level at the Carnival in July. Queen Elida, winner again of the Bill Collins last night. Low flying for uh, for Tony Barron. Of course, Brent Lilly trains. Olavici's a good horse. I'm ready, Jet. Uh, there's a bit of depth to the trotting series this year, although disappointing. Uh, both of Phil Williamson's runners uh, have been withdrawn. But uh, it won't be a true inter-dominion in that sense, but the Aussies are there, and they're there in numbers. Yeah, well, I think
4: that's for the timing of it, you know, they've got to get that slot back in the, the March-Aprils. Time if they want want the Kiwis to come, you know, and um, you know I've discussed it with them, but um, you know at this stage that's where they're having it, so well it's definitely having it this year, but hopefully they can you know rethink things to get get a true into Dominion, but um, I oh, just believe the, the the hard and season campaigner, but oh, I've got a soft spot for the collider. I think um, being trained by a former Kiwi and um, you know known by Tony Barron and, and good connections um with a few All black connections here as well, sort of thing, distantly, but um. Uh, you know, she's a fantastic mare and won terrifically last night. I think the series could just suit her. You know, the tighter track and and um, I think she's my
0: pick. All right, of the paces, Onalua Bay is a is a super horse. Rock and Roll Do, Leap to Fame, the local star, of course. Uh, Better Eclipse, Spirit of St Louis. They all went round uh, last night in the Victoria Cup. Act now took that out. Uh, Emma Stewart with the likes of uh, Mac Dan, Ladies and Red, was surprisingly beaten last night. Uh, another Kiwi local uh, these days, hot and treacherous. Uh, I think a series uh, like this could suit a horse like him. So what about the series in, in, in the sense of the three heats in a, in a final and over a fortnight? Do you think that's still what the series needs, Tim, with the type of horse that it's being bred now?
4: Well, it's hard to say. You know, there's, there's pros and cons for it. Um, the purest like the truant of the minion with three heats, but you know it's a different breed of horse nowadays and and what it tends to do when it's in the middle of the season is now it tends to knock them, having the four runs in a fortnight so um but it's quite even the pacing series it you know it could throw up a you know and you've just got to come here in the right the right condition and just get nice draws and nice runs throughout the heats without knocking yourself around too much so um you know it's definitely open for um you know a semi upset
0: all right. TG, a series in Queensland, is the potential that it becomes the home of the Inter Dominion. Would would that be something that is a, a distinct possibility?
2: Well, someone needs
4: to grab the Inter Dominions and run with it. It's it's lost its way a little bit, and um, and as I said, we, it's all about timing. You, you know, you've got big races on
5: earth
4: uh, leading up to Christmas and around New Year, so they're not they're not are not keeping calm. And um, with the Kiwis with the Auckland Cup at Christmas time, you know, you, they have to think about. Um, you know, someone's got to grab it by the by the ball of horns and, and and make it their own and, um, you know, get it back to where it used to be.
0: All right, you and Andy doing the job there in Queensland alongside uh, Riley. Have you got one for our SENZ Trots Talk listeners to uh, keep an eye out in the, in the next coming weeks? Uh, yeah, and what sort of numbers are you doing and how many thoroughbreds have you got? Because, as we've seen, there's a few of your Local uh, counterparts are used to go against the likes of Mark Jones, Mark Purden. Now training uh, thoroughbreds too. I know you're getting a bit of a kick out of doing it, so I don't mind which code it comes from. But have you got one for us?
4: Uh, well, we've got. To, we've probably got a winner next Friday. A mayor called Nakula. She'll win it at uh, Albion Park Friday. We've young seen paces, but nothing. Um, you know, we hope to have a Derby and an Oaks filly this year at the, at the, during the end of the minion Carnival. We've, we've purchased a few yearlings, etc. But you know, Riley's just got his licence, and he'll he'll be pursuing the harness, and they'll be um, I'll be fading away and um pursuing the galloping. If, if, if um, you know, we've got a few four or five of those in work at the moment, and um, we've just got to find one that's good enough.
0: All right, excellent. Really appreciate your time uh, on what is a Sunday morning for you. I know how much you would have enjoyed that All Blacks uh, success, and uh, always great to reminisce about the Inter Dominion series. I know you love. Uh, uh, it's pretty close to your heart.
4: Yeah, it's great to talk about the end of the minions. And as I said, it's got a lot of history. And, um, you know, if if you don't make history back then, well, you don't make history today. So, um, no, we'll look forward to the series and um, look forward to catching up, Greg.
0: Beautiful. There he is, Timothy Butt, champion trainer uh, on the Grand Circuit, as good as anybody in the last 20 years and uh, he's got one for you next Friday, eh? Nakula going around at Albion Park. id23.com.au if you're thinking about it, Yeah, might nip up over there for a couple of weeks. Early December, it'll be an outstanding series and all those details available at the website. Short break for us. On the other side, we hope to catch up with Matthew Williamson and Blair Orange. They've just come off the track at omaru and uh, we hope to talk to them about the Lake Quaddy. Um- and it is the Southern Man segment time for us here on HRNZ's Trots Talk. And Blair Orange has just come off the track. He just finished second in the previous at Oamaru. Afternoon to you, Blair. G'day Greg, how are you mate? Yeah, excellent, thanks. A hill to many, just placing in the previous, she had a win uh, earlier on in the program with Lucinda Hest, Lucinda Hest uh, making it 119 for the season, how's the track playing there today?
5: No, the track's good Greg, the uh, the wind's dropped right down there and uh, the rain's gone, so no the track's very fair and in good order.
0: All right, you've got a couple of key drives for our late Quaddy today in the first leg. Speeding Spirit, uh, this one for Ross Wilson uh, probably needs to lift on its most recent form.
5: Oh, most definitely, Greg. It, uh, you know, hasn't hasn't been doing it all right in the last few starts. So, you know, he's going to have to bring manners to uh, to be any sort of chance.
0: Blair, a key drive, race ten horse with a. a Really good motor is Winnie's back. This one trained by Andrew Forks. I know you've had a steer on this one before, winning at Addington from memory. Um, he's a bit of a talent, the son of Franco Ledger, isn't he?
5: He's a nice horse, Greg. He, uh, he still doesn't really know what it's about. He's got a couple of wee wee tricks and a wee bad habits that he produces when you don't need them. But the motor's there, mate. And uh, yeah, to, to be fair, it looks a uh, a pretty good race for him.
0: All right, so if he brings his A game, he's $2.80. Currently uh, the favourite there over the likes of Kalasa, who was unlucky last time. Ricky May, Lawrence Hanrahan, uh, Adasanya is a handy enough horse. But he'd go with most of these, wouldn't he? Blackpool, I suppose the same can be said. But uh, if he does bring that game, he is a big winning chance, isn't he? Oh,
5: he definitely is, Greg. He, uh, yeah, he's pretty versatile. You can uh, use him or you can uh, take... Take some luck and sit with him, but uh, yeah, I haven't come three hours down the road to be unlucky, so he'll get a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, as will Sue Citra in the last. This one uh, trained by Darren Keys got the business done at Gore last time. Nice type of filly, this.
5: She has a nice filly, Greg. Um, the only concern for me, mate, is I know she won her last start, but I, I just would have liked to have to run it out a bit better. So I'm sure she would have come on from from that run. Haven't been a first run back for a while, so she's going to have to have stepped up from her last victory to um, and get a clean getaway to, to win.
0: All right. From uh, today, just winding the clock back to Friday night, and one horse, I just wanted to ask you about self-assured, what you made of his performance uh, up against Akuta and the like uh, in the Roger Austin. Um, I, there was plenty to like about that run, wasn't there?
5: Oh, for sure, Greg. You know, Mark me before the race said, um, you know, he's still on his way up and, and couldn't handle a gut buster and still be there at the finish. So on those sectionals, from where he was to, to where he finished at the finish, Greg, I was very, very pleased with him, and he's for
0: sure heading in the right direction. All right, just in this last quaddie today, mate, what's what's the best? Is Winnie's back the one that the punters should absolutely be putting on their quaddie ticket?
5: Yeah, definitely, mate, 100%. Um, he's the one I'd I'd be putting in for sure and uh, probably leave Speeding Spirit out. I think it might be safe there. And, uh, yeah, the one in the last, you wouldn't want to anchor it either, I don't think.
0: All right, really appreciate your time. Thanks for taking you out of your day. Good as well, Greg. Cheers, mate. That's the country's leading rainsman, six-time leading reinsman in Blair Orange. Matthew Williamson has had success on the track already today, too, and he's very kindly joined us uh, at Owamaru as well. Our shangri Lana taking out race number one in a fashion that would suggest, Matthew, that won't be her last win. Yeah, no, she's a
6: nice filly, and, um, yeah, she's definitely one to stick with.
0: All right, 49 on the board for you, so about to click over uh, 50 for the season once again Matthew, can we do something about that in these last few races, uh, feel the moment is at race number 8, the first leg of the Quaddy. no question this horse has the ability to win a race like this but it hurt the punters fresh up last time
6: yeah definitely yeah like him he's just a wee bit wound up um coming into line and got off on the wrong foot and blew it big time. But generally, he's a good beginner. And, uh, yeah, like you said, this race is well within his range. So if he happened to get a nice run, you'd be disappointed if he didn't win it type thing. So, um,
0: yeah, he's a good chance. All right. And he has only been produced on the track once before, and it was a winning performance. She's tough, takes on a pretty good sort of field in the Omaru Cup. Uh, excellent run last time. Nearly got the Coleman. Yes, there's Haybar, Tender, and a couple of others in here, but... Uh, If he goes, or she does, goes like that again, she's tough, then uh, we'll be pretty competitive in this.
6: Yeah, definitely. I thought a very even field. um, And, yeah, just come down to probably the horse with the right run, and, yeah, she's as good as any and she's going well. So, um, yeah, definitely an each-way chance.
0: Got the business done with Cardi B in a fresh condition at Addington last time for Tom Twiddle. Gee, when he brings a horse to the races, um, you know, you, you, you look for the trial form or something. It doesn't actually matter with him, does it? He's a very good horseman. Yeah, no,
6: definitely Tom uh you know, he definitely has them ready and uh they're always pretty well schooled up in the sense of, you know, pace good for the gate speed and uh yeah, she was exactly all those things and yeah, she'll only be better for the for the win the other night and first up run. So yeah, she meets a strong field but she probably draws better than a few of the main rivals so um if she can get across and get a trip, um yeah, top three chance.
0: Is that her greatest asset, Matthew, at the moment, her gate speed, because it seems to be able to put her in the right spot.
6: Yeah, definitely, and in these sort of fields, if, if she didn't have that asset, you'd, you'd probably end up in a bit of trouble, but um, I'd imagine looking at it, I'd like to think she can get across to the markers, and, um, and from there, you know, she's a good top three chance. But
0: hey, I right, have re- been wrong once before. Oh, just once, yeah, probably when you were yeah. speaking to Mark <laughs> Mack at some stage in your career. Uh, race number <laughs> 11, uh, mighty reactor in the last. What sort of chance? Never easy over the 2,000 metres when you're coming off the unruly.
6: That's exactly right um, yeah, if it, yeah, if it was a mobile or something like that I think he'd be um, it, Yeah, he's definitely as good as any in the race But uh, 2,000 metres unruly makes it really hard So he's probably just one that's uh, more of a place chance Than a win chance But uh, if they happen to go neck or
0: something I think he's as good as any But it's just, uh, yeah, probably conditions are against him Alright, what's the best chance for you In these last four races The, the Lake quaddy here at Omaru today
6: uh, We'll go field the moment Hopefully my hands don't let me down
0: Alright, get the hands going. Do you, you, You're having a few runners, Matthew. How many would you have in work training-wise? Because it seems to have become a bigger part of your life in the last 12 to 18 months. Yeah, no, we got pretty busy. Had a lot of support. Um, yeah, very lucky there.
6: But we've got about 20, 20 horses in work um, pretty much at all times on rotation. So, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's turned into a, a, a busy operation, but we love, love doing it, so it's really good.
0: Yep, there's no question about that. It's uh, it's in the blood, so to speak, Matthew, and we love having you part of the game and really appreciate you being uh, on Trot's talk and wish you all the best for the latter part of today. No, good as gold. Well. Thanks very so much, Greg. Excellent. There he is, uh, Matthew Williamson. So, Blair Orange suggesting that when he's back is his best chance in race number 10 and that is the third leg of the Lake Quaddy. Feel the moment the best or Maddie Williamson. You throw in the likes of Hey Bartender should be winning uh, the second leg race number nine. So I reckon you could play around leg number one. uh, You put feel the moment, the three. Probably other winning chances. Maybe Spells of Love, which has come out, so we don't have to have that. Good. Uh, The other ones I thought you'd have to have are Brett's Mate. Maybe just those two. Yeah, I reckon we go three and 11 in the first leg. Second leg, Hey, bartender, if he does things right, should just about be winning. Although I see the whale was tipping out Johnny Max, So maybe the seven, if you want some cover, the one. Uh, to race number 10, the third leg. Winnie's backs not an anchor. Probably should win. Chuck Cardi B and Kalasa are in there. So four, five, and eight in the second leg. Maybe even the 10, Black Pearl, because she is capable. And then you get to the last. Tanzania, the one. Definitely want to have that. Uh, Lawrence Hanrahan, we know his ability with a racehorse. You'd probably want to have Haley's medal, I would say, from the strong uh, Dunbar. It's currently $4.50, so the $8 you would want to have on your ticket. Mm, maybe not too many more. I reckon it's a very gettable quaddy there today at Omaru. We're going to take a short break. The last of our breaks on the other side. We'll catch up with Matthew Peden, talk all things odds, including what's happening around that IRT New Zealand Cup market. Welcome back into to Trot's Talk. Yes, get to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about the game. Matthew Peden from the Bookmakers desk has joined us. Afternoon to you, Matthew.
7: Good afternoon, Gregory. Hope you're well.
0: Yeah, I am. Uh, Friday night. Outstanding race night. We won't go into what happened with the app and uh, people wanting to bet on line because uh, that will be discussed no doubt in the next couple of days but the racing on the track was nothing short of outstanding
7: yeah absolutely phenomenal as we often see a lot of the cream rising to the top on those big nights and uh, I think it's going to take quite a bit of time to dissect uh, dissect a couple of those runs and, and go through those tomorrow, but just um, some incredible wins. And Don't Stop Dreaming really stood out for mine from uh, from the position he was able to come from on the turn and, and have the audacity to win in a, in a pretty pretty decent time. So looking forward to some of these future, future races coming up uh, over the next few weeks.
0: Wasn't that a cracking contest as well? They burnt early. You know, having a second-row draw was an advantage. Um, Merlin, if he'd probably stayed where he was, this is Zachary Butcher's words, not mine, uh, he would have won, and then he drove in a manner that the stewards weren't happy with, so he's copped three days as a result of that. Mark Purden has got eight days, so he's out to IRT New Zealand uh, Cup Day, so that will change a few things around who's driving these horses in the build-up. Not ideal uh, from that point of view, and of course, uh, Zachary has a star filly as well, Mantra Blue.
7: Yeah, and and, and from an Akuta, self-assured perspective uh, for all stars, it's it's probably lucky that they've got a a couple of really good drivers that they can lean on to to step up and take those drives. Obviously, Zachary's been driving Silver assured for them, but that will be interesting to see who uh, who does link up with those. I think they'll probably end up at Ashburton.
0: Yeah, no, I just spoke to uh, Nathan. He expects both of them to go there. One would think Blair Orange would uh, stick with self-assured at this stage. I was speaking to Natalie Rasmussen yesterday. She hasn't been 100% health-wise, but uh, she's certainly on the improve, and she's hoping to be back at the stables later this week. So that's very positive news there. And then from there, she uh, hopes to be back uh, driving and, and self-assured, or Jimmy as he's known around the stables, uh, appears to be her drive. So yeah, I think things will unfold in the next uh, couple of weeks, although it is only a week to the Ashburton Flying Stakes. Uh, Monday the Legends Day, which you can buy a ticket to. Uh, just email office at ashburtonraceway.co.nz, $100 food and beverage throughout the day for what will be an awesome day, Matthew, because they not only have the Flying Stakes, they have the Flying uh, Trotters event over 1700 They've got a Neverlyar Phillies heat a Sire Stakes heat and a Phillies heat as well as the Sophomore uh, If Friday night's anything to go by Ashburton on that Monday will be sensational
7: Yeah absolutely and I think we've got the Hambletonian as well for the three year old Trotters Correct so That's yep. a pretty, pretty complete race card and uh, and a good preview for what we're likely to see for uh, for the second Tuesday in November
0: Yeah, well, speaking of that, the IRT New Zealand Cup, the market changing again. Akuta 220, Old Town Road 460. Anyone who watched Swayze last night, first up since the Blacks are fake. sat parked, rated 152. Sensational run over the 2300 and won really well. $9 into 550 overnight, Matthew.
7: Yeah, I gave him a pretty good turn this morning, Greg. You don't see horses win like that at, uh, at an angle too often with uh, with that sort of authority. And to be able to sit parked and run that time was pretty outstanding. And I think it's a testament just to, to the quality of him that he's able to sit on the third line of betting in a New Zealand Cup market uh, three or four weeks out. So looking forward to him coming over here. He's the sort of horse that, that can make a race like the New Zealand Cup and I think we can expect a, a pretty genuine tempo if he goes away and is able to be put on the front end.
0: All right, self-assured, $7. BD Joe, $9. Good the other night. Republican Party, 11 Crew Krug, unlucky the other night, $15. Spirit of St. Louis, unlucky last night in the Victoria Cup. Finished hard on their backs, $21. Captain Ravishing, out to 41 He was uh, scratched out of last night. And McAndrew Aviator, who just had a minor problem on uh, Friday night, scratched as well out of Addington. Mossdale, been slightly underperformed in Kango uh, a much better performance from him after choking at his previous start. He's a $61 chance if you want to back him in the Cup. Has there been any major plays in the late quaddie at Omru today that the punters need to consider to take one, take a a late quaddie there, Matt? Greg,
7: there's been a, a really good push in, in the next race. Uh, sorry, race nine. I think it is. Hey, bartender. First up, James Stormont trains and drives. Uh, it's only had the one trial, but uh, on his northern form, if he was anywhere near right off that 20-metre mark, you'd expect him to be reasonably hard to beat, and the market expects him uh, expects him to go well. So he's in the 170. I think we put up 190 yesterday morning, so plenty of confidence there. All
0: right, and there's plenty of options for the punters who want to get involved. Go to tab.com. Co.nz, so tab.co.nz. Uh, click on the futures. Click on the harness futures. There's so many options uh, there for the punters to get involved, including the Neverly R final with Millwood Nike a dollar twenty-five. Chaser Dream, who I thought was very good, as was Vism in the Woodland Sire Stakes final on Cup Day, three twenty-three eighty respectively. La Major and Cold Chisel at six dollars, but. Anyone who wants to get involved, Matthew, there's plenty of opportunity there. Don't Stop Dreaming Merlin, and Merlin, ninety and $3.00 respectively in the Derby. What's going to be interesting with that pair is what pathway they take. Basically, Nathan Purden saying to us about 40 minutes ago, Don't Stop Dreaming wouldn't be heading to a junior free-for-all, but I imagine Merlin might have to. Yeah, and
7: you'd imagine a good perform- performance from Merlin in a junior free-for-all um, would be, Probably have a little bit tighter in pre-post bidding for the for the Derby. You'd think that that, that market could start either way, favouritism wise in terms of Don't Stop Dreaming and Merlin dependent on draws. But uh, looking forward to those clashes over the next few months with those two horses because I think they're a couple of
0: outstanding future open-class horse prospects. Yep, they certainly are. Matthew Hey, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You too, Greg. Thank you very much. Beautiful, that's Matthew Peden. That's Trot's Talk for this week. Big thank you to Robbie pushing all the right buttons and all of our guests. Get involved in that late quaddy today. For everything harness racing, go to hrnz.co.nz.